Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2020. This is Karen talking about Step 10. Hi, I'm Karen. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Karen. Thank you to everybody who has put this weekend on. It's been amazing. Is this all right? Yeah. It'll make that noise. Better? Okay. Self-centered fear in a material object right here. Um, Thank you for everybody who has set us up to this point. The description of how we get from 1 to 10. Um, It's a lot of work, and it's a lot of... Well, it's really confusing when I came in. I was like, I have no idea how any of these things that you're talking about are going to fix what's actually wrong with me. You know, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Um, I get that explanation in one. I get a maybe it'll work solution in two. And then I make that decision in three and, and... my first sponsor, because I said I won't do steps two or three or anything that mentions God, said to me, oh, you know, we're just making the decision to do the rest of the work. And four through nine is really where that started for me. Um, And four through nine gets me to a clean slate. Clean slate. And that's where 10 starts for me. Um, It says, as we cleaned up the past, we vigor it, you know, we start this way of living. Well, what is, what is this way of living? This way of living is, I've woken up. Um, I have reconnected to my spirit. I am not completely, I'm still pretty dominated, but I am not completely dominated by self. I have seen the destruction that comes from living a life based on self-reliance and self-propulsion and using every other human being in my life to get my instincts met. Very big ones for me, you know. I get my emotional security from other people. I get my financial security from other people. I get my self-worth from other people. I used people my entire life. Um, And in active alcoholism, I was that tornado that just roared through the life of other people and just left destruction in my wake. Once you get to the point where you're starting to clean a little bit of that up, there's some freedom. There's some freedom coming in. And it was, you mentioned it, it, we have entered the world of the spirit. It sounds really ethereal and weird, and what the hell does that even mean? What it meant to me is, I'm not so afraid of people anymore. I am sensing some freedom to go places in the world and not be in terror. I am, um, I have some peace of mind for the first time in my life. I have some quiet in my head for the first time in my life. I can sleep without having to replay everything that happened to me, everything I did to other people, you know, that 2.30 in the morning shame attack. Um, That's where I'm at when I get to step 10. And 
the big thing I was thinking about this morning when I was looking at it is the, you know, continue to watch. Continue, 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 continue. This is a daily practice. It's a daily discipline. I don't get to wake up in the morning, do my little routine, get plugged into God, and then go out and and think I'm going to be okay because I'm sensitive and I'm <laughs> egocentric and I am self-centered and you bother me, <laughs> right? So I can go out into the world very, very serene, you know, and and then people start not following my script, right? This goes back to step three for me all the time. I see where I want to be the director in the day, and not only am I going to direct my life, I'm going to direct my husband's life, I'm going to direct my friends, I am definitely going to direct your life if you're sitting in an AA meeting with me, and I go into judgment, right? For me, where it says continue to watch for selfishness, that's like that's an umbrella to me, right? Selfishness. That includes self-seeking, self-pity, seeking approval, right? What do you think of me? If you just walk through the day every walk through the world every day consumed with what do other people think of me, you are completely in self and it's a trap. It's an evil trap. I spent a lot of years in recovery in that trap. And why am I still so anxious? Because I'm consumed with, what do they think? What are they thinking of me? Do they like me? Am I enough? Am I enough? Being in the world of the spirit has shown me that I am enough, period. No questions asked. When you clean up enough of the garbage and the wreckage from the past, you start to realize, maybe I'm not as bad as I think I am. That's enormous. And maybe other people aren't as bad as I judge them to be, right? I mentioned around step nine, I got compassion and empathy for other people when I went out and did step nine. The forgiveness and the love that came back to me, it's like, oh, that's the world of the spirit. That is the world of the spirit. But I am an alcoholic, and I have an, my illness centers in my mind. So my biggest problem throughout the day truly is my thinking. It is my thinking, my thinking, my thinking. 99% of the time, if I have a problem, it's because of something I'm thinking about. And I'm in self, right? If I am in that trap of self, I'm going to be dishonest. It says to watch for dishonesty. Well, I'm going to lie to you if I'm afraid. I'm going to lie to you if I don't think I'm going to get what I need or what I want or I'm going to lose something that I have, right? Um, when I'm in that umbrella of self, I'm going to be afraid. You know, that evening review question, was I afraid? Very few days am I able to say no. <laughs> There's always something. It's always something in my thinking. I'm very rarely in actual danger. <laughs> um, what's the last, last one? Selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Well, resentment is because I'm back in self and I'm judging you. And you are not meeting my demands, right? So I'm back to King Baby. I am back to the world is here to serve me, the world is here to do what I want so that I feel comfortable, safe, taken care of, and happy. You know, that's your job. And I'm just going to, you know, come on, I'm going to take that from you. I'm going to take that from you. 
some days this is really hard. You know, if I've got a resentment brewing or if I'm in fear trying to watch, I'm already stuck. Like I'm already taken out by my thinking. And then I'm in what is my attitude and what are my actions, right? If my thinking is flawed, if my perspective is skewed, my attitude and my actions when I go out into the world are not going to be sane and sound. <laughs> They're not going to be, as it says on page 76, that we are to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about me. If I am in any of those traps that I am told to continue to watch for, being of maximum service goes right out the window. Um, love and tolerance is our code. That's another one that it says in that little paragraph. And recently, to bring you just current to, you know, what a treated alcoholic I am, um, a lot of resentments coming up in my evening reviews that, you know, I share with my sponsor. And she, she said, I want you to look at why you like to meddle. <laughs> and I want you, why do you interfere? And she directed me back to earlier in the book where it talks about we found that a real tolerance for other people's opinions and shortcomings was very helpful or useful. I don't know the direct, the exact wording. But if I don't have tolerance for other people's opinions and shortcomings, I'm immediately in judgment, and that leads to resentment for me. And if I'm in resentment, I am blocked from the one thing that, A, is going to keep me sober and alive, and B, I'm blocked from being in the world of the Spirit. All I ever wanted my whole life was, be, was, was to be loved and accepted and to feel comfortable with other people. When I'm in that, I'm separate. I'm separate. When I'm in judgment, I separate myself. Um, I didn't see the time ten to go. Oh, we got ages. <laughs> All right, I'm going to open the book again because I know there's things that I'm missing. Um, <clears throat> it's a little bit tricky for me to talk about ten without eleven because eleven sets me up in the morning to be able to do ten. Right? I cannot just wake up and listen to my head, which is a monster in the morning. I wake up in the morning for whatever reason in fear. I wake up in um, what's going to happen. Oh, I can't handle it. And if it's really bad, it's oh, what's the point? You know, I go from I, this little spiral of fear, catastrophic thinking into despair. And I can do that within the first two minutes of being awake lying in bed still, and I'm praying, and I'm asking God to direct my thinking, and by the time I get to the coffee machine, um, I called my friend one day, and I said, you know, I got up, and I'm making my coffee, and my mind said to me, my life is in tatters. <laughs> and I said out loud, no, it's not. Like, where does that come from, right? Where do these thoughts come from? I don't know. I don't have to know where this thinking comes from. Obviously, I can, I've been through a lot of therapy, and we can go back to the pinpoints of the incidents in my life that set me up to be this anxious, you know, blah, 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 insecure person. However, those thoughts just come. So I need to ask God to direct my thinking. And that sets me up to be able to watch throughout the day. And I'm not just tasked with watching my thinking. I'm really being tasked with watching how I treat others, 
and not being concerned with how they're acting or how they're treating me, that's hard. <laughs> that's very challenging. When I think everything is about me, to walk into a room and have an interaction with somebody and I'm getting a vibe or I don't like the look on their face or they didn't say hi or they didn't notice the haircut, whatever. <laughs> and I immediately go into, they don't like me anymore. They're mad at me. I'm in trouble. That's a big one for me. <gasps> I'm in trouble. Um, you, can't live, you can't live in the world like that. Not in, a, not in a peaceful, calm, serene way. You want those little nine-step promises to last, right? Once I start to get some of that good dope, I want that. But it won't stay. You know, they warn us over and over again that the spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it, and that means action. Action, action, action. When these things come up, I have to ask God to remove them. I forget that little part. I want to tell people about it, which it does tell me to do later, but I forget the prayer part first. I want to call you and tell you about the resentful thinking. I want to call you and tell you about you know, the judgment or the fear. But I need to get quiet first and ask the one thing in my life that is always there, that power for help. And it comes. Especially fear. Fear is a huge one for me. Anxiety is a huge one for me. Um, asking for my fear to be removed and, you know, God, what would you have me be? It doesn't work as quickly as two shots of Jack Daniels, right? God, I don't get immediate results all the time. Sometimes I do, right? Sometimes I can just say, please direct my thinking. And eventually it'll settle down a little bit. But sometimes I'm asking all throughout the day. That's what this is telling me. All throughout the day I need to be plugged in. I need to be staying connected to God. And I need to be staying connected to my fellow alcoholics on this path. I have a, a crew of women who are recovered women who work this program out of this book that I can call with a step 10. And I need to do that. And sometimes I don't think I have to. And sometimes I don't want to because it's so petty and embarrassing. Oh, my God, I'm going to call you again and tell you about how I'm annoyed at the way my husband loads the dishwasher. Right? <laughs> stupid, stupid things. Um, there are... Oops, that's not mine. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. I'll take your drink, too. Um <clears throat> There are loads and loads of spiritual principles in the preceding chapters. I mean, all throughout the book, but like in the chapter to wives, in the chapter to employers, there's a lot of amazing spiritual principles which teach me how to be in right relationship with God, which means I can be in right relationship with God's kids. I cannot be in right relationship with other human beings on my own power. I don't know how to do it. I don't. I think I'm nice. I think I'm generous. But there's always a motive. There's always a motive. One second. Um, one of the principles that I looked at a few years ago was criticism. Um, 
It directly tells us in the book that we are allowed to disagree, but never in a critical or, I believe, resentful manner. I, I don't know how it's exactly worded. And I realize, <clears throat> because my mind is a judgment factory, because I am consistently monitoring the behavior of other people to see if they're doing it right, and then I get into judgment because they're going to fall short. They're going to fall short. And then I think I need to tell you about it. I want to tell you how you're wrong. I want to tell you how you could do it just a little bit better. Oh, but I just want to make it nice. You know, I want to go in and tweak. But this is because I'm centered on me and my own comfort. And if I'm uncomfortable, that's, you know, restless, irritable discontent, right? If I'm thinking about myself sober, I am restless, irritable, and discontent. If I'm thinking about how I can help other people, I get a reprieve from self. Um, if I think about how I can show up and be present and be of service to other people, I get a reprieve from self. I don't have access to any of those things unless I'm doing this work. 10 and 11, 10 and 11, 10 and 11. I can't go out and do 12. I can't practice these principles in all my affairs. I cannot transmit something to another alcoholic. If I stop at 9 and go, whoop, I've done a really good job now. I have to stay connected daily, daily, daily. And it's hard work. It is hard work wrangling an alcoholic mind. It's like a rodeo every morning in my head, and I have to get up, and it's like, you know, the feral bulls are charging, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to destroy things. You know, it's just like that. I, um, what did we call it this morning? Shady shit. Continue to watch for shady shit. This is continue to watch for the thinking that told me yesterday as we were walking to the car, you know, you could just put your cigarette butt in somebody's mailbox. <laughs> That's the mind I have, sober. And after a really spiritual, I'm all juiced up, connected day, right? I just have a juvenile delinquent living in my head. <laughs> So I have to continue to watch. And I have to remember that love and tolerance is my code. Because I like a little bit of self-righteous indignation. I like to sit on the throne of judgment. I like to see whatever, but you know, I, I can't remember who said it, but I always remember this, that I, if I am monitoring the behavior of other people, especially how they're treating me, um, I am, I'm in suffering. I will suffer behind that. That comes back to if I am disturbed, there's something wrong with me, right? There's something wrong with my spiritual condition. And it is my job, once I've done all of this, to stay in fit spiritual condition. And this is how I do it, and the instructions are really clear. And they're written out, you know, over these, like, next three or four pages, very, very clear directions of what I'm meant to be doing on a daily basis. And when I do that, I'm free. I am free. Sober, I'm free. That's amazing. Who knew? Who knew? I came here to stop blowing up my life. I came here because I wanted to be able to control and enjoy my drinking. I did not come here to get God. <laughs> I did not come here because I wanted to be of service. The biggest gifts I have gotten out of this program are a connection with whatever that is, whatever that divine spirit is, and it's real, and it's in me, and it's in you. And I see it 
when I'm of service to other people, I see God looking back at me through your eyes. There, no, there is nothing on this planet, no chemical, no new pair of boots, no amount of dollars in the bank account, right? No trip. There is nothing I have ever been able to get from the external world that fills me up like that connection. And that's living in the world of the spirit. Thanks. Information about the Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available at stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au.